Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Seven days, one week until the Cubs season or opener at Wrigley Field. That means we are Mark DeRosa days, Jody Davis days, Dansby days. Mike Dubs days. Mike yeah. Dubs days. Jan Gomes days. That counts as uh, 40, 41 mentions. 40, 41 mentions of Mike Dubs, but also he tweeted today... A picture of him, I think, at Target Field because he lives in Minnesota, wearing his own personalized Cubs jersey that has a seven on the back. So, it's pretty good. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Who did you say, Ryan? Gabby Hartnett. I think yeah, I think Gabby Hartnett way days. back. Um, where you said so? It's DeRosa 40, days. Forty-one. They will forty-one I, I more days. Know, forty-one or forty-two days of dubs. Who had who just uh, all these getting all of Oh, Gerard. Yeah, Gerard was fifty. Forty-nine Gerard. days. Forty-nine Gerard. days for Gerard. Shout out to Gerard for yeah. the fifty-dollar super chat. If you want, if you want your name shouted out every day, you got a super chat of fifty bucks. <laughs> fifty bucks. <laughs> It's all you takes. get 50 straight days. 50 Gerard. straight days of mentions we're on this a show, va- no matter we're what. We're a vibe, damn it. All right, sorry You for can curse my name all you want, but I will say your name no matter what. <laughs> Give us $50. Give us 50 bucks. Hey, we got exciting news right out of the gate. Welcome to everybody in the chat. I see Matthew Gregory's here. Fernando, all these good people here. Um, Mike Dubs yeah. is here. What's up, fam? Let's have a day. Oh, yeah. That counts as number 40 as well, Dubs, because I've given you two already in the first five minutes. Uh, big exciting news is that uh, we'll be doing the pregame show opening day in Wrigleyville at Country Club 3462 North Clark. So from 11 to 12, Cody, Cordy, and I will all be there. We're not sure if Ryan's going to be free because there'll be a lot of clubhouse stuff we, going yeah, on inside Wrigley Field. We don't have the schedule yet. Yeah. So we don't know exactly what's going to be going on, but we will be there doing the pregame show. 11 to noon, Country Club, 3462 North Clark. Yeah, oh, yeah. lots of Goose Island for sure. And they'll have oh, some yeah. great deals for you at uh, Country Club. Niren says Tony Kukoc days. All right, yeah, All right. you, you want to expand out to other teams? Yeah. We can do that. Take it. I, Kenny yeah, Lofton Kenny days. days. Kenny Lofton days. Yeah. Um, Joe Girardi days. Jan Gomes before he gave Dansby Swanson. Jan Gomes before days. he gave it up. Good call. <laughs> Never forget. What was your favorite part of Jan Gomes wearing number seven? All the, the great. The Jan Gomes game. The Jan, Jan Gomes game, game is definitely okay. it. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, very exciting that we're going to have this. Uh, that's going to be our first live remote. I know. I'm excited because, like, we, like Luke just said, we've never done anything like that. Last year we didn't, like, like the, the White Sox guys, they had the tailgate. We didn't get to, we didn't do anything at a bar in Wrigley. 
Um, you know, obviously the Bulls and the Bears have you know, done some cool things. We had the Blackhawks take over. We finally get our own thing. I'm yeah. excited. Let's. Uh, Niren's going to be there. Niren says gonna, he's going to show I'm up. Excited. There you nice. go. Hell yeah. We just tweeted, uh, we out, just tweeted the, it out. It has the Eventbrite link, yeah. and you, all you have to do is RSVP. It's free to go, free vibes. Just go there, get some Goose Island before you go to the game or if you plan to watch a game there, whatever. We'll probably be able to hang out for a little bit right like after we're done, too, so we can yeah. hang Mingle. out and talk. Well, we got a little time before we have to get yeah. back here. Because it'll do be from like 11 to show. noon, and then... But with these two-hour yeah. games we're going to have this year, we can't take too much time, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> could be Good over. Point. The game Good could point. be over by... Uh, Three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, maybe for well, lucky. specials from the this is from Eventbrite. The 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 link if you click on it. Specials uh-huh. from the Country Club include six dollar Altos tequila, six dollar Jameson, and ten dollar nachos. Ooh, nachos! I like that. Get you, As get someone you who's been there day. before and ate there, the nachos bang, bang, so they, they bang. If you're trying to bang. There you go. On opening day, on opening go get day. the nachos at Country Club. Yeah. Check out the pregame show. Too bad we're not transitioning CHGO to a Roman Cubs. Ad, but, oh well. No Roman. <laughs> uh, by the way, you still got time also to become a CHGO diehard before opening day because all of Ryan's articles will then be available to yeah. you. Some of them are, are out behind the paywall, are free, but not all of them. So if you want to follow everything Ryan's writing and Jared will write about the Cubs throughout the season – that's where you do it as a diehard. You get the diehard card. You get the discounts to all our events. You get the discount all the time to all of our merch, plus exclusive merch just for the diehards, right? Yeah. For instance, the hoodie that I'm wearing today was an exclusive just for diehards. Right. I, I'm, I'm sending this in the Discord right now. I'm going to put a mailbag together okay. for Monday, diehards only. So you got to be in the Discord to, to ask questions, and only diehards can access the mailbag. So for diehards that are looking for just straight-up diehard content, Ooh. we got one coming. So if you're in the Discord, start sending me some questions. I think I just sent out the message. Start sending some questions. I'll get it out Monday. So we got a few days to, to kind of get your gears grinding, get me some questions, and we can – Start to really preview the Cubs and, and what this mm-hmm. season might actually be about. First question, what was your favorite part of spring training? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, by the way, <laughs> so many. Stuckmeyer Herrera Del Mendo with you on a Thursday afternoon here in Chicago. Looks like the sun's coming out. That's nice. And the Cubs have reduced their roster in Arizona to 41. Notable moves being sent to minor league camp. Nelson Velasquez, Cam Sanders, little surprising to me. I thought he had maybe an outside shot. Uh, Nick Birdie, Manny Rodriguez, David Bodie, Matt Mervis. We, we've realized that was happening. Yeah. I think there was a pipe dream, yeah. you know, up through Cubs convention where some people, once they signed Mancini, I think it was pretty clear that Mervis wasn't going to be on the opening day roster. What about David Bodie, though? Also not surprised. He, he had a pretty he, good spring, though. He did. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I How many th- times have we seen it, though, I feel like, is, is, is one – one point, and also, yeah. I think the Cubs definitely want to see – they want to see more from Rios, and Wisdom has earned a spot on this roster. I mean, we're, we're – Because he has the power that nobody right. has. They, they're yeah. so deep I mean, on Rios the Rios hit that home run yesterday, I want to yeah, say yeah. it was. He's it was got like, four, I believe, in the spring. Lefty power, which the Cubs just do not have a lot of. You yeah. talked about Wisdom. but Even, you know, Madrigal has – impressed the Cubs, at least from what they talk about to the media, mm-hmm. has impressed the Cubs for what he's done at third base. Um, obviously, he's also a second baseman. Eric can play second base behind Nico. 
you have Morales still on the 40-man, even if he doesn't start the season in AAA or uh, in, on, on the opening day roster, start the season in AAA, he's still that depth there that, you know, if he figures some things out, you know, the, the – the accuracy was the main problem with him at third base, but you hope that he's taking a lot of time this offseason to work on that. But mm-hmm. I do think, as far as Bodie goes, I think the fact that he's not on the 40-man did play a part in that because, mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about it with Mark Leiter Jr. We've talked about it with, like, Mike Talkman out in the outfield. Like, they will have to – if those guys make the opening day roster, some moves will have to be made to get to open a 40-man spot for him. David Bodie's another one where – it would ha- if he were to have played his way onto the onto the opening day roster, a forty man spot would have to be open. But the fact that there are so many other options at third base that are already on the opening day roster, I think just did not obviously play in his favor. They're they're paying him to play in Iowa for a while. That's yeah. just the way it's going to be right now. I'm, I saw somebody say in the chat saying Velasquez should start in right until Saya comes back. Well, that ain't gonna happen. Uh, now. Obviously, that's not the way it's gonna play out. <laughs> uh, but maybe that changes was, early on. I was getting ready to say that I'm actually more surprised that like someone like Deluzio was was cut because with Suzuki out, I just and Velasquez going down as well. I mean, who who's playing right field? Are they are they really gonna put Wisdom in right field and let Magical play third or Rios at third? I don't know. Well, we're talking about with, or Morell. I mean, Morell's still on the roster. We're talking about Mike Talkman. Like he's st- he obviously Talkman, has not been yeah. cut. Like he's someone that I mean, Ben Deluzio playing for Team Italy. I I think just the fact that he was gone from camp. Not that it was a, a bad idea for him to or go that play he's for being Team punished Italy. for going either. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just the fact that he wasn't in camp, wasn't around the the Cubs coaches the whole time. Whereas a guy like Mike Talkman had actually played pretty well for the Cubs. Fair. Um, like that's. Is maybe a reason why he's gets a boost for yeah. that. Yeah. But it's also one of those things where injuries are going to happen. We know, yeah. we know, we know, we know stuff's going to happen, and they're going to need that depth. So I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ben Deluzio, who we know has speed, is a good base runner. Uh, he had that. I think he had that one diving catch yesterday or two days ago mm-hmm. uh, in the outfield that was really impressive. I I could see a scenario where he's in the outfield at some point this year, but him being you know. Um, Assigned to minor league camp today doesn't it doesn't surprise me. No, and yeah. also certainly not a shock that the Cubs named Marcus Stroman their opening day starter for Wrigley Field, uh, be second year in a row, and you know it it's already been lined up that way in spring training, barring any injury, that that's the way it was going to play out. Uh, says he's excited. Had some tweets go out uh, yesterday about it. I guess my question is not are you surprised? Obviously. Because I don't think anybody's surprised. What's a realistic expectation for Marcus Stroman this year? He's your opening day starter. What do you really want to see and expect to see out of a guy that goes into the season as, as your number one starter? I want to see second half of last year, Marcus Stroman, the entire year. I, I think that's a fair expectation. You're yeah. one of the highest paid guys on the team. The guy's going into an opt-out year. Um, and listen, I... I, I'm a I'm a Stro guy, but the guy likes to talk. He loves to talk, and I'm not saying that he, um, you know, doesn't deserve uh, you know some criticism every now and then or or anything like that, or or vice versa. I'm just saying like you're getting paid, man, to be to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
I was kind of hopeful that maybe Steele would be the guy, but obviously we were just talking about the other day about, you know, kind of his struggles mm-hmm. here at the end of spring still. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where the Cubs slate him in after Strobe. But going into the season, I think he he's definitely someone that you can rely on. I feel good about going into the season with him. Um, but is, is, he, is he a bona fide number one throughout his career probably really hasn't proved to be that I think he can be a top three of your rotation type guy but um but this is the question with the Cubs like we've talked about all offseason like yeah they have a lot of great depth but do they have a number one no Marcus Strom is probably the closest one they have mm-hmm. to that so like I'm okay with mm-hmm. him being the opening day starter all I'm saying is that for a guy who talks a lot for a guy who let's be real he's you know he's set he's set some people off on he's a little on polarizing the a little polar- mm-hmm. polarizing yeah you're going to talk as much as you do, man. You got to go out there and, and and perform. Like, and again, it's an opt out year, so this is a huge year for him if he's thinking he can actually make more money. You know, right. so to me, my expectation is give me second half Marcus Stroman from last year because I thought he was really good in the second half last year, and he's got to perform better against St. Louis. I know so. what you're saying, but I don't want to encourage him to talk less. He just needs to understand and i'm sure he does that when you do talk you open yourself up to more scrutiny yeah right that's just that's just the reality of you know being more vocal that doesn't mean anybody would want to take away anybody's right to voice their opinion on Mm -hmm. whatever they want to voice it on i'm not even saying that i i'm not even saying that like i don't like that he talks a lot it's more of just if you're gonna do it you gotta you're gonna talk and you're gonna be the highest paid guy we want to perform like exactly Or, or people will turn on you yes and you know, I'm sure saying. he wants to perform yeah. like he right. did in the second half of the season yeah. too. And there's nothing. I think we. I'm not going to put anybody's words in anybody's yeah, mouth. Don't, don't put I words don't. In my mouth. I don't. Just because he's the opening day starter doesn't necessarily mean, in my mind, that he will be the Cubs' number one starter oh, at no. the end of the season. I agree. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to put that in your in your mouth, but like mm-hmm. that's what I'm. I'm just saying. I think it's very possible that Steele or Wesneski or Tyone. One of those guys could step up and be the number one starter by the end of the mm-hmm. season. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, and I and I wrote about it early, like this morning uh, over at allchu.com that I mean the opening day starter is really just more like s- symbolic than anything. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean you're going to be the best starter. It just means that like going into the season you are seen as a team's number one starter. And I'd say out of everyone, Stroman earned that last year. Like he he has a track record. His second half was great. Um, you know, and I said he was a starter. It was Hendricks last year. Yeah, Hendricks yeah. Was three yep. years, three years in a row yeah. for Hendricks. So Hendricks will lose that streak. Um, but I think, I think maybe if he was healthy, he may end up getting the opening day start. I don't know. But if Hendricks were healthy, I think he would be the opening day star. I think Strowman would again be, say to Ross, he's, he's the guy. Hendricks. He's the he's so longest longest standing guy. Only yeah. left from 2016. Yeah. But as far as who's healthy right yes. now, like Strowman's the guy. Um, he earned it. He he just has earned it based on his track record. Um, you know, he's the highest paid, $25 million. I think he's owed, you know, roster resource on Fangraph says that's what he's owed this year. So that's, you know, he's he's the highest paid pitcher on the team. Like, he, yeah. he should be the opening day starter. It makes sense. But like you guys are saying, like, it he has to perform. Like, it's not just about opening day. It's about mm-hmm. going out there, obviously getting the Cubs off to a, around the right start. But he wants to pitch. 30 yeah. plus he, he wants to make 30 plus starts this season 
He's got to do that. He's got to stay healthy, and right. he's got to be good for now, most of it. That's how he'll make more money. Yeah, but yeah, that's how he'll make more money, but that's just if the Cubs are going to compete, mm, for sure. which they say they are, mm-hmm. um, the, the rotation can't be as bad as it was in the first half last year, and Stroman is – like you, you could tell – like there there was obviously some correlate some correlation between Marcus Stroman not being healthy or, or not as effective in the first half and the rotation being bad and then Marcus Stroman being good and healthy yes. all the second half last year and the rotation being Who's everybody being back good. One? so it's what i'm saying is for the cubs to be competitive and and to do what they want to do this year that's going to start with Stroman mm-hmm. obviously on opening day but just overall he has to set that tone right. i will say this about his first half last year i I was someone who defended him because I thought he got, you know, short end of a stick in terms of, you know, some bad luck, right? Because remember, I remember he had an ins- like a great start in Milwaukee against Corbin Burns last year. Yeah. Uh, it was either May 1st. Yeah, I was going to say, like yeah. beginning of May. He had seven, a great start. Seven innings, two hits. Right. Someone shot out. And he didn't hits. have the greatest April. And I, I, f- I felt like the weather had something to do with it. I felt like, you know, just the Cubs just – offense in general didn't help him out and the Cubs defense didn't help him out in some of those games either I still remember the one against the Rays where he ended up getting rained out eventually and he gave up so many runs because the defense didn't help him out um but again what I'll say this you know he had that start in on May 1st against Brewers uh and then COVID happened he got COVID. He mm-hmm. was out for however long. It was 11 And days. then he came back too quickly and had shoulder inflammation. So then he was on the, the injured list for another couple weeks. And then when he was able to finally come back, mm-hmm. he was him. So obviously you need him to stay healthy. Yeah. And you need him to – like he's just got to get into that groove. So am I expecting uh, – am I expecting number one starter stuff like like – top 10 pitcher in baseball no but I am expecting just quality pitching a guy who's going to give you innings that's what the Cubs need more so than a guy who's going to go out there and you know get you 10 to 12 strikeouts in my opinion I just want the guy to get outs Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so if he can do that and he can stay on the field then I feel like most of us will all be pretty content with what he's giving us yeah and I I'm also interested to see how the, the the shift restrictions affect him because he is a major ground ball pitcher. Yeah, he is. Um, especially the, like the second half, he got got back to doing that a lot more than he did in the first half, which is what he's always been in his career. Like I think it was close to sixty percent ground ball rate the last few years, with prior to joining the Cubs. Um, so that's that's who he is, and having Nico and Dansby up the middle, you know, just good defense all over the place is going to help, but. I'm curious to see how the shift restrictions might affect. He's not going to stop pitching the ground balls. He's not going to stop pitching the contact, right. pitching aggressively. That's why they the did Dansby. That's why he was a big yeah. get. But I'm, I'm wondering yeah. how that affects him this year, uh, just because some of those ground balls are going to sneak through now. Well, let's be honest. We don't even know if he's going to be on the team at the end of the season. If they're not performing well enough, he's a guy that could be moved at the trade deadline. That's just uh, he has an option. That's at just the, end the end reality of, the of where the Cubs are at. So he has an option this off season. Um, We'll see. I should apologize. We're almost a third of the way into the podcast, and in in TV terms, I have, quote-unquote, buried the lead. <laughs> the lead story has been buried in the show. We had a lot of information to get through, opening day starter, roster cuts. But the big news in Cub fandom today is that Small Cheval will be available in Wrigley Field in the bleachers this season. That's right. That's- Technically, the photo I've posted is Oshaval's burger because it has the egg and the thick cut bacon. 
But let me tell you, whether it's small Cheval with no bacon, no egg, or all Cheval, the real deal you see on, on YouTube, which you'll want to run out and get one, it's the real deal. That's, that's a burger I can sink my teeth into at the ballpark. That's a reason to go sit in the bleachers right there. You don't you have a back. One. You don't. Well, you don't have a back. You know, for old people like me, it's a little uncomfortable. You don't have a back there, so it's not. You're not covered. You're out in the elements. But if you got a small Cheval burger in your hand, yeah. and by the way, beer bats now available. Small Cheval in the other hand, hand. Beer bat in the other the hand. Twenty-six ounce commemorative beer bat. So I actually, you can fill with any beer that's available at the stand you get it at. I actually already have one. Shout out to my guy Matt Menace. Uh, Mbone HD on Twitter. Huge. Matt Mervis? No, <laughs> I wish it was Matt Mervis. <laughs> Matt Merton? Matt Menace. Matt Merton. Uh, <laughs> him and his uh, girlfriend, uh, Jordan, they live in Toronto. They came to Chicago last week. I took them to Sluggers for the first time in their lives. Um, too bad the batting cages were close. Another story <laughs> for another time. Um, anyway, they were at spring training for like a week and a half before they came, and... Um, his girlfriend did like these food reviews of um, all the different parks Burgers. she went to. And she did, I guess, the Rockies and the Cubs. When they went to the Cubs, she got the, the beer bat at, for Cubs spring training. And um, anyway, I remember replying to it on Twitter and was like, and I already knew he was coming to Chicago like weeks in advance. I was like, when you come here, will you please bring that? I want it. So uh, we, will, we will have one here on set. A for beer opening bat. Day. Yeah, a beer bat. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Let me tell you, the Al Cheval when it opened up here in, I guess you'd call it like West Loop. It is, I would yep. say West Loop. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's kind of on the border a little bit. It used to be like the meat packing area. Um, <laughs> it is, it's legit. Like I've had a lot of burgers where I thought that's good. First of all, I don't like the the giant patty. So a couple small patties with cheese in between them. Somehow they've perfected the small burger patty without it being dry. And when you get it at Alcheval, Corey worth the wait. Corey knows someone who works at Alcheval. Yeah, and he when that's he goes, when he goes, he never has to like wait in line. Yeah, he just yeah, gets that's, a seat. That's and when he you know and Corey hasn't tried to take us yet. I'm a little offended. Yeah, Niren says that's good for future angioplasty. That is true. It may not be healthy, but let me tell you, if you're going to the if you're going to like three Cubs games and you're sitting in the bleachers twice, mm-hmm. you don't skip that burger. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw Danny Rocket said to me, you'll have to wait three innings for that burger. And I said, fine, save my seat right next to Bleacher Jeff. <laughs> well, Danny, Danny is very much against the pitch clock. Uh, so he thinks that the games are just going to be like two hours all the time. And so that's probably why he said that. Aaron says it's marinated in butter. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. CHGO like burger butter. podcast. Yeah, burger podcast. What? You know, <laughs> you get Luke talking can you about throw that picture up time. one more time, Sarah Forrest? Do you still have that photo of the Al Cheval burger? If you're not watching on YouTube, go to this and tell me that doesn't scream hashtag vibe with us. That looks amazing. Oh, that looks wow. amazing. I'm starving opinion. now. I'm looking at that thick cut bacon going, wow. Just, yeah, just the yolk coming out. Of the, the yolk. That's for me, that's something that I'm going to show up to a ballpark early in the moment that, that the small cheval opens in, in the bleachers. I'm going to get that and eat it during the first inning. Yeah, like, that's build, not, a, build a base. That's, that's, that's how not, you last nine innings right <laughs> yes. there. Good point, Stuck. That's not something I'm getting in the middle innings after I've already had like five beers. 
I got to have it early. This would be my suggestion. <laughs> For if you're going on opening day, this and you're going to sit in the bleachers, this would be my idea. First of all, it's most likely going to be cold, right? So where do you start today? Do right donuts. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself a base of a few donuts before you do anything. Fair. You know, go get mm-hmm. the blueberry crumble, and then you get the Varona chocolate one. Mm-hmm. You knock those down. Then if you want to go and go ahead and get yourself a beer bat when you get in, cool. But also pick up yourself, before the game starts, the Cheval burger. Mm. Small Cheval burger. That's how you start your day and you make it through nine yeah. innings. Yeah. Anything after that, gravy. Speaking of gravy, I love that too. <laughs> I love gravy. <laughs> wow, I like gravy. Uh, oh, Cody, wow. tell, us a, tell us about FOCO. FOCO, listen, I've been high on FOCO since the moment we uh, joined forces and I realized they had a Matt Schwarmer bobblehead on there on their website um they still do it that is gonna be a all-time classic in like 10 years so if it's still on there like ryan thinks it is you should go get it and then in 10 years when you ask yourself what was your favorite part of the matt schwarmer era you can say when i got the matt schwarmer bobblehead so uh chicago (laughs) you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams so get fitted out in the best sports gear around foco Got you covered from Soldier Field to Living Room North or South Side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, like I said, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles. Foco, looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life. Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use promo code CHGO for 10% off hell of a deal hit foco now so you have it before opening day yeah. mm-hmm. then you go to do right donuts then yeah. you go to small cheval yeah well oh, no, they, they i'm get, sorry you go you go, go to, to foco they go to, you go to foco first then you go to game time to get your tickets mm-hmm. for the bleachers then you go to a country club for the pregame show then you go to do right donuts or then you go back step by step. or yeah. if unfortunately you can't go you can just get Fubo TV and you can watch the Cubs on it. Oh, Fubo TV. is on Fubo TV. Yeah, we got it. We have a new partner. Proud to announce uh, Fubo TV, 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Start watching immediately with a seven day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. A thousand hours of cloud DVR also included at no charge. Uh, by the way, right now you're going to have college hockey, also NCAA tournament on ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPNU. The Frozen Four Frozen comes four. April Ooh. 6th through the 8th. But, yeah, the big point is marquee for Cubs fans. You can watch marquee on Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your Ooh. first month of Fubo yeah. Pro. Wow. Michael Collada should be right up this alley. You get a discount. Mm. You're not giving all that money to Ricketts. I mean, yep. congratulations, man. Stream. <laughs> Fubo stream, should be your new favorite stream. app. This is his dream. This is Love his it. dream. Uh, all right. We are going to continue our evaluations a or rankings of the <laughs> NL Central, where the Cubs rank at each position. We've done first base. We've done second base. We've done shortstop. All positions where we believe the Cubs have either – held their ground, or moved up against the division. Now we slide over to third base, where things get a little more murky in the the NL Central. So here's what we're looking at for the NL Central third base. 
I hate to say it, but obviously Nolan Arenado is obviously the class of the division. 7.9 war. Uh, You could argue very easily that he is the best player in the division. You know, I mean, some would say Goldschmidt, but I would say you some would argue. And I even heard this, I think, on the radio this week. Some arguing he could be the he still could be the most all around player in baseball. Best all around player in baseball. Like I, Mike yeah. Trout, yep, for sure. But Nolan Arenado's pretty he's he's won a gold glove every single <laughs> season. Gloves. Like I think the last however many platinum gloves he gloves he's won. Two he's, or three, maybe. He's okay. good. And we hate the Rockies for it. DNVR. Yeah, the Rockies are still dead to me. Uh, <laughs> the biggest fleece job in all of sports. Not not baseball, all of sports. This is straight up the six, biggest fleece job I've ever seen. Six straight platinum gloves, by the way. Six for straight platinum gloves. That's Despite the fleece job, Delmetrics says otherwise, though. That's all I'm saying. Delmetrics. Oh, well, Delmetrics are always different. So yeah. you, can, you always have to check fan graphs and yeah. baseball reference, but then you've also got to Google the Delmetrics because Absolutely. that a lot of times will even out. That'll be yeah. the decider for where something really goes. <laughs> Delmetrics. And so for Cardinals fans that are listening to this, you're going to want to Google Delmetrics and always check. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> It's not hard to find. Sometimes they, Delmetrics will make the whole thing go sideways. I've been sending petitions to get to get it put on Fangraphs, and they won't do it. But you know, we'll have to call Jeff Passan and see if he can yeah. get that push through. Maybe John call Rossi, uh, maybe. Yeah, or Ken Rosenthal. I mean, it's 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 a travesty. But again, since we can't take it that seriously, fine. He can be at the top. All right, he's at the top, <laughs> and and the Cubs are also not number two on this list either. No. You know, the no. best you could say is Except maybe the Cubs are three, but Key Brian Hayes, uh, he's awesome, he's pretty good. He's going to be real good. Yeah, but when when Arenado's done playing, Key Brian Hayes will probably still be the best third baseman in the division. Like four point two WAR. That's Baseball Reference. Sorry, uh, Corey. Uh, <laughs> Disgusting. Just Even I'm a little disgusted because I look at fan graphs more than more than baseball well, reference. More. Listen, here's what I do. I Google, and the first one that comes up <laughs> is baseball reference. That's such a stuck thing. I, I Google it. Baseball <laughs> reference comes up before fan graphs, yeah. so that's what happens. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I like Key Brian Hayes a lot, and it's crazy that he's such a good player. He hasn't been great offensively you know, his first couple years in the mm-hmm. in the league, but this is what he did last year at third base. 24 defensive runs saved, 18 outs above average at third base. Like that, his and he's a vibe. Yeah, and I think he had like an 88 WRC plus. So like his, yeah, he had 88 WRC plus in 2022. His whole game right now is awesome defense. If he figure if he figures it yeah. out from at, or at the plate, like this guy is going to be one of the best players in the division because he's already so good defensively at third base. If he can. I don't know that he'll you know reach Nolan Arenado levels of or at the plate offensively, uh, but if he could just be an above average hitter, like that's that's a really good player. Next Wednesday we will be doing our season preview. Maybe we will do top ten players in the division and see where if he makes that top ten players in the division. There's a lot of good players in the division. I'm not going to say we're the West. We're not the National League West, but there's a lot of good players still within this division, and Arenado and Hayes are on that list. Now, I believe the Cubs are third. They're right in the middle of the pack here when you look at third base. And it's probably, you know, first of all, we can't guarantee you who's going to be the starting third baseman. Who do we we have on there right now? I put Rios and Wisdom. 
I left out your guy Madrigal because I don't think he'll <laughs> be mean, start. I don't think he'd be playing there on a consistent. I don't think he's no. gonna get the most starts out of that list. No. I think it's probably, probably wisdom and Rios, but it could be Rios and wisdom. Oh, Rios has could been be a very impressive. Platoon. It this could spring. just be yeah. a straight platoon, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could I be think, Morel at some point. We talked about he could be there. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is Rios opening day because yeah. they're going to have to go up against Corbin Burns and at least give him the lefty righty matchup. because yeah. Patrick Wisdom, I mean, he's faced Corbin Burns enough, and I've, I don't, I don't feel good about that matchup. <laughs> so, uh, I do think that it'll be a platoon. Uh, in terms of, you know, matchups. Rios will probably play more against righties versus Wisdom against lefties. Wisdom hits better against lefties. So um, they both bring a lot of power. That's for sure. Those guys could, those guys could combine could total more home runs than Nolan Arenado this season. Um, so, you know, whatever. Uh, as far as defense, you're hoping that Wisdom gets back to 2021 form because he was really, he was a really good defensive player in, in 2021. Last year, I don't know exactly what happened. Um, he still provided you – the reason they're third is whether it's Rios or Wisdom, Wisdom still gave you 25 homers last year. Yeah. I, I, I know I, I know. there's obviously major flaws he, in his game, but – So Wisdom, he had a two-run single in some spring training game the other day, and I tweeted from the CSU Cubs account, like, oh, it's going to be interesting to see how Wisdom performs in this new lineup that has a little bit more protection for him. It's not – I'm not – I wasn't saying that he was – you know, or that the lineup is significantly better or anything like that. But I was just saying, like, it is improved. And to see where he is going to be in the lineup and see how much more success he can have not being the only power threat in the lineup. And someone, you know, everyone always throws the, the batting average and the strikeouts out there. I I genuinely think that the strikeouts come a little bit down for him this year based just based off the lineup. And he's going to have a little bit more protection and – He's, I don't think he's going to be in the middle of the lineup with the pressure to have to drive in runs all the time. So I, don't, I think he can be a very – I think he can be a very solid role player. And that's not to say he's going to be, like, all-star level, just like a really – like a solid player, like an Adam Duvall type or something like that. I've that's got a question I mean. for you, Ryan, because I think okay. – I don't – like, unlike Cody, I don't believe that the strikeouts will change. He is who he is. He's a home run hitter well, I'm not who will strike out. I think the place we can hope that he improves is defensively. Yes. Yeah. That's well, what we can hope for. Well, he had that 2021 where he was actually pretty good yeah. at third yeah. base. Last year wasn't. And he doesn't have, it's not like he has such a, a long track record where you could say, oh, 2022 was a fluke. Don't know what's going on with him, but that's not going to happen. Like, you don't know that. Like, he, 2021 could have been the fluke for all we know as, as far Perhaps. as how well he played defensively at third base. But the fact that he has shown the ability to play a really good third base can at least inspire some confidence that he can get back to it right like maybe yeah. he's not a gold glove third baseman but if he can just you know he, he makes the right he makes the routine plays makes the hard plays you know more often than not like then then you feel good about having him at third base mm-hmm. yes he's probably going to keep striking out a lot you know near the the league the, the the top of the league um he might give you if he gets you know the amount of playing time that he's gotten in the past he could he could still get you over 20 bombs mm-hmm. um but the the one place where you want to see and and can expect to see some improvement is at third base because he's done it before. I, Barb I, says we're not reading comments today. I just read Barb's comment. <laughs> I wasn't saying that like <laughs> wisdom strikeouts were going to significantly come down. I'm just saying that I think it can come down below 34. percent That's what it was last year. He struck out 40 percent of the time in 2021, the year that we were talking about how he was 
better than last year. So all I'm saying is like, if he could strike out 30%, I feel like that's a significant improvement. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I wonder if his defense regressed last year because he wasn't playing every day at third base. You know how we said, like, Morrell's better defensively at this if you would just put him at one position. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy to not yeah. to go in and out of the lineup like that. And I wonder if that – I mean, obviously, that probably would be the case again this and year. So, a, if that's the problem, and, yeah. he needs to fix and that. He's, he's a guy, too, that, like, we didn't put him on the graphic. And we talked about in the beginning of the spring, like, where's Morrell going to play? And now – now it's it, it feels like he's, he might go to Iowa to yeah. start the year. Which, um, according to Gary, you would owe him a sandwich if he does. Gary really thinks sandwich. I owe him a sandwich just because I bet against the Indiana or bet <laughs> on Indiana this past weekend. I, I never bet him that it was going to be a thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll, it, I, don't, I don't know by the end of the year if Patrick Wisdom and Edwin Rios are the guys playing third base for the Cubs. Like I just how, don't know how the way you started the year. At, right, at this point it's the way the it starts. I well, Barb well we is, know Arenado is going to be the third baseman for the Cardinals. Yes, and Cabrian Hayes, yeah, health permitting. You know, Barb and some other people throughout the chat um, all off season have been saying, "Hey, go trade for Javi. <laughs> get get Javi off the Tigers, bring him back, and put him at third base." Okay. He'll strike out I, I don't just think as they're going to do wisdom. it right now. No. I, I don't think that's a deal that's going to happen now. Could I see that happening at the end of the season if Javi's having a good year? The Tigers are worthless. Maybe. Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt that that's going to be a move they make. Um, but the, who, we had Louis. Uh, sorry, Br- uh, Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson, but, base. but we know that may not continue. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> Looking at what the way it is now, what they have on the Brewers death chart on MLB.com, they actually have Luis Urias at second, at the top at second and third base, which we know is not possible. You can't play two positions at once. Yeah. Um, but it also tells me that we may very well see when the Brewers come to Wrigley Field on uh, in a week from now, Luis Urias at third base uh, starting. So I'm like, yeah, if that's legit, if that's what happens, I'm bumping him up to third uh, on that ranking. I'd probably yes. put him over what the Cubs have right now. Wh- whatever that committee's going to be, I'd probably still put Urias over all of them. But if it ends up being Brian Anderson, that, then then you're looking at the Cubs actually may have the, the leg up on what the Brewers have. But that, However, we don't really know. Devil's, we don't know yet. Devil's advocate, I would say that if you can get Rios to give you the type of production that he's showing you in the spring and Wisdom can go back to 21 – you might get forty homers out of third base. <laughs> it would well, be like it would a, be good right. To like have I, I, would, I don't think that's third base. It would be obviously good. That's to not. Have. A, I don't It'll, know what the over under would be for what you would think that you might get out of third base. But even if Morrell plays there, the only way you're not getting forty homers in my eyes would be as if Madrigal starts getting significant playing time at third base. Yeah, it's gonna be because those guys all have pop. At to this point, we just don't really know what the Cubs are going to do there. And the no. roster cuts, it, it you know, Madrigal's still there. Morel is, is still on, still on the the spring roster too. So I mean, I I don't know. I I am I agree with the graphic. I assume that we're going to go in with those two, and Madrigal's going to play some third. Uh, and I you know at this point, I feel like Morel's going to get set down, but eventually. But I don't know, man. But Luke's right in terms of the power. I feel like those two could combine to hit more homers than anyone else on this list. They may strike that. That may be the strikeout king of the team too, third base. Yeah. But it could also provide the most power. All right, who's ready for this? 
We've been waiting and waiting. I know most of America has been waiting for our National League Central Division rankings at catcher. <laughs> have we? I mean, the people <laughs> of America have spoken. We will finally deliver it to you. And it's not without a little bit of, uh, dare I say, salt drama. <laughs> a little salt and a little bit of drama. Wilson Contreras is the best catcher in the division. Offensively. Offensively is. That's, that's I mean, if you're going to pick if you're one, gonna, it's, it's Wilson. You, I mean, we said this last year. If you too, ask so. this around Major League Baseball, who's the best catcher in the division, to, to like beat writers, players, I think everybody would say Wilson Contreras. Yeah. The Cubs aren't even saying that Wilson Contreras isn't the best catcher in the division. The price they were going to have to pay for Wilson Contreras to be their division, they preferred to go the defensive route with two veterans, right? Yeah. It was the price sure. along with the game calling and def- all those things. If you just had the same price for everybody and Wilson was as good defense, like we, we know that because Wilson was their catcher most of the time last year. Yeah. Until the end when he wasn't. Yeah. To spin zone, you know, if Delmetrics had existed six years ago, I would have been a lot easier getting off the Wilson Contreras bandwagon. Oh, but wow. it didn't. Wow, it, there it, it is. There's it's the exist, first. It's only existed since May 17, 2022. So, you know, it took me a while to understand that, you know, we'll, like this, this is this by the end of the year, maybe this is what we, what we really feel. I don't want to say we'll this, see. but it seems like Delmetrics mm-hmm. may be anti Cardinal. Delmetrics seems like it's very it, biased. it seems like the analytics from Delmetrics seem to the numbers seem to skew anti St. Louis, but I don't know the formula for what's used, and so I can't say that with certainty. Yeah, that's I, the way it looks. Even I don't understand Delmetrics. I mean, no one does. I just listen to what it tells me, and it's uh, like the universe. It does, it does start with vibes, so uh, <laughs> you know. Well, but, the hard part for Cubs fans is if you if you really evaluate catcher this is okay the first position where the cubs have potentially or most likely taken a step back potentially offensively offensively for sure sure. offensively for sure now they will say we believe in defense we're defense up the middle all those things we like what we have and this is not anything against jan gomes or tucker barnhart this is just saying if i had to if i had to rank if i had to rank the catchers which is what we're doing here it goes Contreras, Contreras for me. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you said the Cubs didn't want to spend the money at that price for Contreras. In their defense, they did spend three hundred million dollars this offseason to make the roster better. They, but yeah, they didn't His want to spend it on. His money was spent other places. Yeah, they yeah. didn't want to spend it on a catcher, uh, but they did bring in Barnhart, who has a, won a Gold Glove, and Jan Gomes was was good or decent. We as as far as defensively last year, he was he was fine. I think the two you're gonna get you might get better defense out of the, those two than you will out of Contreras. Um, and even William Contreras, I haven't watched enough Braves baseball to really know. Like, but he definitely he was an All Star last year. He's a good hitter. Uh, it's going to suck to watch them have to go up against the Cubs. Both Brian, of them. Brian says some would say Williams actually better than Wilson. I wouldn't say that at this point. Not yet, I, I can't. I not yet, I can't say I that. Yeah, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't it, say yeah. that. Um, but we do have William second in our ranking. Yeah. Him and Caratini are actually a good catching duo. Yeah. Um, as far as like, you, you, not a, no one's gonna have 
one catcher anymore these days. Like you, right. you kind of need two solid catchers. We know what Caratini is. He played here. Um, right. Solid catcher. He's pitchers like into a him. Cubs killer too. Yeah, pitchers like him. Uh, and then William Contreras. He was an all star. I think he was an all star as a DH last year. Mm-hmm. But he's still a very good player. Um, I don't know that his defense rates any better than Wilson's does, mm-hmm. but um, that's that's a solid duo right there. So I think if we got them putting them together, I think the Brewers are actually number two. Now, in the Tyler Stevenson division. at three, um, you know, we talked about the few good Reds players, and I think he's, he's up there with, you know, we talked about India yesterday. I think him and uh, the other guy we'll talk about later uh, at DH, um, I think those three are like, and to go with Votto or like kind of like their their guys, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think Tyler Stevenson is is solid. I uh, definitely does a little bit more offensively than Gomes and 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 Barnhart and Austin Hedges. So it's fair. It's fine. It I think with catcher the ranking wise, it just depends on what you value more. Like, do you mm-hmm. value yes. the offense more or do you va- value the defense more? Yep. And all I'm saying is teams that win the World Series usually have a catcher that is better, that is there for defense only. So, I'm just saying. Uh, it's it's the first position where I feel like you could actually go one through four and you could make an argument, at least an argument, maybe not a good one sometimes, but you could make at least an argument for any of the first four guys. I would say Austin Hedges of the Pirates is clearly – the bottom of the division, sorry, I, that's like not, not some He's big... He's another form of Barnhart or... Yeah, it's not Gomes. some big revelation. I'm just yeah. saying, if I look at the list, we don't even know if Wilson Contreras is really going to play a lot of catcher for the Cardinals. Right. So, I'm right now, he's their... On their depth chart, he's their catcher. Yeah. The Cubs have obviously chosen Jan no. Gomes. I can't say it's the wrong decision Jan, right Jan now. And Tucker. And, and I, I, I don't think it's... I, I, honestly, I think they're 1A, 1B. I don't think. I think Jan has a leg up just having been here. Over Tucker, you mean? I'm saying they're both just going to be uh, whatever they however they, they deploy. You him. won't be able to like tell. It's, which it's one's not out like there. you're saying Wilson Contreras is the Cardinals' number one catcher. The Cubs don't really have a number one. Right. I think they value both Jan and Tucker as guys that can go out there and start. They're gonna they're gonna be some kind of platoon. Um, that's a platoon. That's weird. Platoon. Um, <laughs> there's gonna be some platoon that they. Deployment. It's not going to be a strict, uh, you know, Tucker Barnhart's going to hit lefty, Jan Gomes is going to hit righty when there's lefties and righties on the mound. <laughs> They're going to deploy him in some way, but it's not like you got Jan Gomes as your starter and Tucker Barnhart's your backup. I, I don't see I don't see the, cap, the Cubs catching situation being that. I don't think the Cubs see their catching situation being that. I think both Jan and Tucker are going to get a lot of time to play because they both work well with the pitching staff. Yep. Um, they don't. Anything they provide you on the offense is more of a bonus um, because they're kind of brought in for their defensive side. Um, if Tucker Barn has a, has a better year than he did last year, if Jan Gomes can be you know closer to a league average hitter, like you you, you take that. But um, as far as catching goes, they're one A and one B to me, and that's why we have them both on there. I think one of the most fun things that we will find out this season is at least for one year whether or not the Cubs made the right choice at catcher. Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff we want to see. Development of certain players. Can they compete to at least get a wild card spot? Can they get close to that? Can certain guys bounce back? But within the, in the division, yeah. one of the most interesting storylines is, will the Cubs be better off with the defensive-minded catchers, who we, we like, we like Gomes and Barnhart, 
or would they have been better off? Will Wilson be so good offensively with the Cardinals that you'll just look at his deal and say, man, it hurts. And he will, every time he plays the Cubs, we'll scrutinize every single at bat. I would say, I, I will, I will say this about the Cubs catching situation. They could move up based on what Miguel Amaya does this year. Ah, that's a good point. That's if fair. Miguel Amaya is his last year with options. He, he does need to make his debut this year. We've talked about it. Like, this is kind of the year where the Cubs need to see if he's actually the Cubs catcher of the future. So they may very well move up the rankings if Miguel Amaya is able to come up and do well behind the plate, at mm-hmm. the plate, whatever, however you want to take it. If he comes up and do, does well, the Cubs could find themselves three to, you know, and, higher up that list. Yeah. And to go back to kind of what I was saying, like what you value more offensively or defensively when it comes to that position, how, how much value do you put into Gomes and Barnhart if Cubs pitching is lighting it up? Like how much credit do you want to put into them? Because we gave a lot know? of it to those catchers, especially Gomes, the second half of the season. Yeah. yeah. I mean – Someone already mentioned in the chat, you know, the, the ERA splits between Contreras and uh, Gomes were eye-opening. So, I again, it's hard to rank these catchers. Obviously, Will, uh, Wilson Contreras is at the top. He's a lot more proven than the rest of these guys in terms of just the overall catcher. He's had good – he's improved as a defensive catcher, and obviously he hits. So, uh, you know, it, it just comes down to what – you value more and and they barb saying they don't have depth at catcher they do have some young catchers that are promising they're further away yeah Yeah, amaya's right there but like you got like moises ballesteros who's at the hospital who we mentioned yesterday Um, but they're (laughs) not a lollapalooza act yeah (laughs) no a guy like dom nunez who just got uh sent to minor league camp Mm -hmm. today um, you know, he was, he was the Rockies last year. Uh, he kind of shuffled or shuttled back and forth between AAA and the majors. Um, I I think if you're if you end up in one of those catching rotations like the Cubs had a couple years ago, like that's he's not like a if he has to come up and be one of your catchers, like you're not you you feel okay about it. You don't want him to be a long term starter. But they have you know some guys right there in AAA who in a pinch can come up and probably work well with the pitching staff. It's going to be another situation where whatever offense you get from them is nice, but as long as they can handle the pitching staff and call a good game, like the Cubs will take it if, if, if it's in a pinch, right? Yeah. A lot of talk in the chat about pitch framing and how that played into the decision. Let me tell you what impacts pitch framing, the lighting at night at the ballpark and the ComEd energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities. They serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. <laughs> Cubs have new lights at Wrigley. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade their outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LEDs. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device, track your facility's energy usage, and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting. Network lighting controls making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz right now to start saving money and energy. And to start a project, contact them at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email them businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. It's, it is weird that we're, in, we're only a week away from opening day. Like it, felt it is like, strange. Like it felt like the offseason was taking a while, and then now it's like here all of a sudden. 
Um, but we're only a week away from opening day. It's baseball season, so you guys start playing fantasy baseball, and you can get your latest fantasy baseball news from RotoWire, a pioneer of fantasy fantasy sports for over twenty five plus years. You get cheat sheets, custom player rankings to fit all leagues, whether that's rotisserie, points, 10, get, 10 category, whatever you play. You get that at Roto-Wire. Let their experts analyze all the wild baseball stats for you. WRC Plus, if you, you know, aren't as familiar with that like Luke is. Uh, barrel rate, sleeper prospects, hard hit rate, whatever. Um, Roto-Wire's got that. You get mock drafts galore. Ask the expert function. Premium fantasy draft kits. Custom start, start, sit, add, drop, trade advice, lineup, up, lineup optimizers. You get access to fantasy, DFS, and sports betting articles. And it's not just baseball. With Rotowire, they get fantasy advice on everything from golf to soccer to NASCAR, even the XFL. Which that's I'm gonna, I'm going to need that if I'm going to do an XFL <laughs> fantasy league for sure. I'm going to need help for sure. Uh, for a limited time, Rotowire is offering a free two-day trial to our listeners. Just go to rotowire.com slash chgo to register. No commitments. They are so confident that you'll like their product and want to invest in a subscription plan that they don't even ask for a credit card up front. So take a peek behind the paywall, and when the trial is done, you can decide if a Rotowire package is right for you. I Maybe. just saw that in the chat. You see Mike Dubs with the news uh, yeah. helping us out? So what I was going to say is, because of this Nico Horner news being scratched, maybe some people freak out. Maybe you'd be able to get Nico Horner mm. later in the draft oh. because people who aren't Cubs fans probably are going to oh, like look at this and be like, oh, is he going to be okay? Perhaps. I don't, right. I doubt it. Because, bicep tightness. Yeah. But yeah. Sh- it's different uh, than the injury he had last year was tricep. So it's like, right. yeah. at least you're not looking at it as like a recurring and, thing. And he was doing work in the field, according to, to Sharma from The Athletic. And so and let's it, be honest. It's just like a I'm not too worried. Thing. Right bicep tightness. That's something Ryan feels three times a week. Yeah. Right? Definitely, One time a week. It's also known as swole. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely as far as like I get cramps. Uh, you know, yeah. It's hard to play with, with, with like bicep cramps. You, you know? get cramps? Something like in oh. like right here in this area after a back and by day. Uh. I can't really like I can't even like the shower yeah. well because I get cramped up and I gotta. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't play right. baseball like that. Yeah. If I can't even, can't even shower, shower the right probably. way, we've noticed that a couple times. Ryan's come in no. and like, oh, I get it done, but it's, it's got hard. bicep tightness. No, I get, <laughs> I get, I get it done, and it's, but it's hard. So I can imagine how hard it'd you be to yeah. play baseball. Yeah, no reason to play another meaningless cactus league. <laughs> Absolutely, game. I don't uh, think it's anything that anyone should freak out over. Barb wants to get him some Roman wipes. Mm. For the biceps. Mm. Uh, anyways. That, that might. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't do the job. Are you ready? Are you ready, Cubs fans? CHGO diehards out there. We are finally delivering the National League Central designated hitter rankings. And meaning that to, to, to put this out there, the third time and four tries where Dell Metrics and our rankings match up. Interesting. You know, Barb was asking, mm. what are Dell metrics? Are they like analytics? Uh, yes, somewhat similar. Yeah. Again, I, it, not they exist. I don't, I don't really know how they come together. They, I don't know they, the formula. They activated when I turned 31 last year. I became an analytics guy on May 17, 2022, and Dell metrics was born. But anyway. It was because you, it was born to measure the vibes of Morel's first yes. at bat, I'm pretty sure. Yes. And that's something like where that. it grew out of. Yeah. 
Don't rip those sleeves, Luke Craig says. I know. I, you know, look at that. <laughs> All right. So that thinks I'm on All right. Lloyd's. DH, DH rankings. <laughs> it appears that Trey Mancini gives the Cubs the best designated hitter in the National League Central Division. I don't think that is homerism. I don't think that is absurd. I don't think that's crazy. I do think it's debatable. I definitely debatable. I think th- of all the positions that we've had so far, right? First base, second base, shortstop, third, catcher, and now central division. If you haven't seen the other ones, you can go back through this podcast and you all go to our social accounts. We'll put them out there for you so you can check them out. This one, designated hitter, I think is the most debatable where you can actually look at all five teams and you could go from one to five and completely flip it around if you wanted to, depending on what numbers you want to look at. Yeah. Depending on what numbers you want to look at. I think we went with Mancini number one just because he has the most experience. He's the most proven outside Uh, of G. Not only that, he has the most power based on home runs last year. He had 18 Ah. homers. Then you went 18, 14, 12, 11. What did Gorman hit? I don't know. Mancini hit the most home runs last year out of that. I'm almost I'm very confident of that. Gorman probably. Gorman probably did. Gorman could be at the top. Gorman could be at the top by the end of the year because he has a high ceiling. Um, He got demoted a couple times from the Cardinals last year. I mean, I, I, there, there. He hasn't shown me enough to where you can be like, this guy is gonna is the best DH in the division. Now, Winker. I mean, that's what Doug is saying. he, He could be better. But he'd have to rebound from last year. Yeah. He wasn't good last year. It's the same thing with Winker. I I do say, like, there's not really a clear number one. Like, even a clear one, too. Like, oh, this guy's number one, but this guy's probably really close. Like, every other position we've done so far. Like, this is pretty clearly uh, a toss-up for anyone in the division. I was was overruled. I said Winker. Um, I mean, he was an all-star two years ago. Last year was a down year for him. Last year was probably the worst year he's had in the big leagues. But as far as, like, WRC Plus goes, he's had four different seasons of at least 127 out of six. Has anybody in that group hit more home runs than Trey Mancini in a season? I'd be stunned if Probably they had. Probably not. Here's, Probably my, not. here's my thing. So when I first put together the list, I looked at it and thought, all right, let's just go by war. So if you go by war, baseball reference, uh, 1.4, Mancini's the highest. But, of course, that factors in some defensive stuff, yes. too. And so if you're talking about that DH being the most versatile guy you might have too, Mancini, again, is probably that guy because he can play some positions other than just DH. He's, he you, can play you, some... You'd feel fine with him playing. I'd, I'd feel okay with him. If I, What I really want for my DH is a guy that's going to hit home runs, specifically on this Cubs team because they don't have him. But I really want my DH to hit home runs. So the reason I say... Mancini goes to the top is he's he's offered up the most power out of any of those five guys not just last year in his career which is a fair which is a fair argument that's like the DH is they're not playing defense right like their their whole thing is offense but to me and just the way baseball's evolved like the DH isn't just David Ortiz right you throw him out there he hits home runs and then that's what you count on him for could be Madrigal well that's what I'm saying like the 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 position has evolved to the point where a guy like Jesse Winker who I think overall in his career has been like if if you go off Buffy WRC man. plus, well I mean he's been probably the best hitter of the bunch just overall hitting whether that's 
the the power numbers, the the ability to get on base, whatever it is. I think he's just had the better offensive performance for the most part over his career. Last year was bad, and so I don't, I don't like. I understand the reasoning. If he had an awesome year last year, like he would be the easy number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he had that All Star year again mm-hmm. last year, he had that. He was an easy. He was would have been an easy number one. He didn't. He had a bad year last year, but I could easily see him being the clear number one by the time this season is but over. Mancini's year last year was technically a down year to his previous season. So his his drop down year yeah. wasn't nearly as bad as Winker. Winker, I mean, Winker, Winker. Winker had a bad year last Winker year. Winker was still a 108 WRC+. Yeah. Like that's a down year for Jesse Winker at that point. That's still above above league average. I like Mancini and Winker. I, I do agree that while I think Mancini is the top DH in the league or in the division – I, th- I think you could move it. It's a very fluid position. Again, if he ends up playing a lot of right field or you put him somewhere else and Nick Madrigal, Nick Madrigal becomes your DH, well, I would drop the Cubs lower. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I want my DH to be powerful. I, yeah. I want home runs out of my yeah. DH, period. Yeah. Maybe that's old school, but. No, I don't think it's old school because that's why no one wants to see Nick Madrigal be the DH. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, like we said, it could flip real easy. Uh, G-Man, we haven't even mentioned G-Man Choi. He was solid for the race. He's, he's been a solid player. Uh, he could easily be the guy. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, Fraley hit 12 home runs last I, year. Yeah, Fraley, like I said about Stevenson, Fraley's one of the few Reds players that I, I kind of like in terms of, like, he could be a problem. He was. Uh, he kind of came on mm-hmm. last year whenever the Cubs played the Reds and the back at the end of the year that no one was watching except for us. Um, <laughs> he had some games. I was like, oh, wow, this guy, he can hit. Left-handed hitter. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I I, couldn't tell you who's better. But, yeah, Jesse Winker, I'll agree with Ryan. He's definitely had a better career than any of these other guys. Um, Barb was asking, has Mervis been sent down? Yes, just today, actually. Mm-hmm. She's, um, and, and not – Unexpected. Yeah. I, have a, I have a question for you about DH as we're got to wrap up the show here. If Wilson Contreras ends up just being the DH for the Cardinals and not the catcher, does he move to the top of this list? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He yes. becomes the best DH in the division. Yes. And then who's who's the backup for the Cardinals? Is it still Nizer? Andrew Nizer? That's how you say his last name? I, it's I don't not know the most overrated player. So I don't know where he'd fall <laughs> on the catcher <laughs> rankings yeah. at that point if Wilson Contreras moves off. <laughs> but, yeah, Wilson, I think, would – pretty clearly be the best dh of the bunch if that's his full-time role yes which would Um, be hilarious if that actually happens so monday we will rank all of the outfield positions as we get closer to opening day friday Corey and brendan will have another podcast for you right here at chgo and we don't want to bury the lead too far but so i want to bring it back all to small cheval burgers available bleachers this season wrigley field also Budweiser bleachers. Also, very very important. Live show, Country Club next Thursday, 11 a.m. Kisner is, is what Matt Matt Gregory says is how you say his name. Kisner. Kisner. Whatever. Doesn't, doesn't look like that. Delmetrics are different for everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe I can explain yeah. Delmetrics to you in person at our pregame party next Thursday. I'll have to come up. I'll have to write it down. I can't explain it over a mic. It's it's difficult. Yeah. It's very, very, very complicated. Very you complicated. have to go to Eastern to understand most yeah, of it. Yeah, you got to go to the Harvard of the Midwest. <laughs> if you're not an Eastern Illinois University alum, then you just don't understand. All right, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. 
Shout out have to a, Gerard. Yeah, right make sure end. you check out Corey and Brendan on Friday until Monday. Fly the W.